0: Will it stick? (laughs) Hello, Alexis. Hello, Melissa. How are you? I'm wonderful. I could use another iced tea, though, because I downed that one quick. So you're drinking iced tea, and I just poured myself a Baileys on the Rocks. (laughs) Oh my god. Yes, I feel like that's like a cold weather. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if there's like a time for Bailey's. I it just I drink sounded it typically. So good. It's like afternoon. It's almost evening. I feel like it's very après ski. Yeah, pretend we <laughs> just ski down a mountain. I look like I just ski down a mountain. I'm very like grungy today. I'm not. I mean, I'm not dressed nicely. Let's just put I it think that I'd way. I've only seen you ski down a mountain once. Have you ever seen me ski down a mountain? No, maybe I was just dreaming because I know (laughs) what you'd look like skiing down a mountain. So I take the really wide, I like go all the way to one edge, all the way to the other, like S, all the way down, like going downhill fast, not my jam. Wait, I would die. Do we have any video footage of this? I mean, I have been skiing. I don't know if there's video footage. Didn't you just go with Lindsay? Oh, you did one run. I didn't ski. Oh, you didn't? No, I put the kids on skis and I sat in the lodge. Oh my God, that is so funny. (laughs) I just, it's not my jam. I don't know why. this is why we're so different. Yeah. also would sit in the lodge. I'd rather like be flying down the slopes, having fun. But you know, we're different and yet so alike. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways. So anyways. Talking about our differences, you love the Super Bowl. You are like the kind of chick who... Throws a big party, who puts – do you actually watch it? No. Oh, I thought you actually watched it. Well, no, actually, I do. I would say it depends on the team. Let's just say I probably watch about 30 minutes of the actual game. Okay. I'm more the social Super Bowl attendee. Goer. Yeah. Social goer. Do you watch the ads? I Yeah, I do watch the ads. Yeah. Of course you watch the ads. Of course. That's well, like what that's I go to the Super Bowl parties yeah, for. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I am not a huge Super Bowl fan, and not because, I mean, I just football is whatever. I like the camaraderie. I like cheering for a team, but it's always my birthday weekend, like forever. This is the first year, actually, this year, 22, that it's Valentine's weekend, not my birthday weekend. Yeah, that's but crazy. it always sucks. It's always my birthday weekend, and everyone's going to, you know, watch the game, and I'm like, I want to go party. <laughs> well, most Super Bowl parties are a big party. I don't want to go to someone. I want a party for me. Oh. Like just for me. Well, you could like jump out of a football or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that is why I typically don't go to your party. I just don't want, I want to apologize now. Okay, but this year you're coming. If you can leave your dance party or dance recital or what cheer, cheer recital. competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, it is that time of the year. And big brands get ready to shell out like Boku Bucks for a 30-second spot at the big game. Do you know what the going rate is this year in 22? I don't know. And is it like gone up with inflation? It has gone up. What, like three million for 30 seconds? Oh, it's way more than that. No way. It is six point five million this year for one 30-second ad. Last year when CBS held million? 30 seconds. So last year when CBS held the broadcasting rights. It was 5.6 million. This year NBC has it. 6.5. It has gone up in one year from 5.6 to 6.5. Oh it's my crazy. God. And like actually the prices have just gone up so drastically in the past few years. It's insane. But I mean, whether it's 5.6, 6.5, even 3 million, that's a lot of money to shell out for one 30-second ad. I was just gonna try to do the math right now. For 30 seconds. That's insane. But many brands feel like it is well worth it, you know? Clearly, I mean, we see the brands that are advertising every year. It does seem like that viewership for the big game is on the decline, though. Super Bowl 2021 averaged 96.4 million viewers across all platforms, and that's the lowest since 2006. Like, it is declining. And the reason why... Is because of Gen Z. Oh so, my God. well, yeah. Gen Z is the least interested generation in the big game. Just 27% of Gen Z adults, so that would be like if Gen Z is age, we figured out it's age 10 to 25. So the adults, 18 to 25, only 27% of them were very likely to tune into the big game last year. 27%. Wow. I mean, that's compared to 43% of millennials. I feel like I have been obsessed with Super Bowl your whole since life. I was like a teenager yeah I um, mean my grandma also threw huge Super Bowls and Rick was Mr. Football so yeah. it could have been like the family I grew up in but even well, my I, family if football was a huge they're Chicago Bears and half is Green Bay Packers so like football was always huge wow. for but I think it's like generational like that's what you did in the 80s and 90s like you watched football on Sundays at least in the Midwest yeah I don't know what it, what was it like in California I mean we watch football on Sundays here it's, Still. Yeah. But despite the drop in viewership, many brands still feel like that hefty price tag is well worth the advertising. Like it's well worth the cost, you know? Man. Do you have any idea how the Super Bowl became one of the biggest days in the advertising world? How? Have you ever like studied it before no. or like learned about it? So when the Super Bowl first became a thing in 1967, that was the first Super Bowl. Did you know that? Wow. I thought for some reason it had been around like way longer. Way longer. Than that. That year it was aired on both CBS and NBC. And that was the first year. And I want you to guess, Lex, how much was a 30-second spot that year? Oh, 100 grand. $37,500. Oh my God. That in today's standard of living, that equals $292,000. So like… Still a lot of money, but way more affordable than (laughs) $6.5 So crazy. But back then, no one really thought that women would tune in to watch the Super Bowl. Like they thought for sure it would just be like men watching the football game, you know? So the advertising really focused on men. And some of those early advertisers included Budweiser, Ford, RCA, Chrysler, Goodyear, RJ Reynolds Tobacco, and McDonald's. And one ad was shown for Goodyear tires. And, like, if you look at it now with a 2022 lens, the content of the ad would shock us. It's so, like hot girls running up. No, it's so blatantly sexist. But in 1967, it was just the norm. I want to show you the ad real quick. Okay. The ad was supposed to appeal to the man of the house.
1: This flat tire needs a man, but when there's no man around... When there's no man around, Goodyear should be.
0: Interesting ad, huh? Interesting, Interesting. yeah. What I want to know is, do those tires still exist? (laughs) Yes, they have run flats, Alexis. But the ad shows a woman in the dark of the night getting a flat tire. And she's all dressed up and she doesn't say anything. She just saunters over to the phone booth to make a phone call for help, probably to the man of the house, right? Yeah. But it is definitely a little sexist. And I really think those early ads were not much to write home about. Like... It wasn't until 1984, when actually most of the marketing world agrees, that the Super Bowl ads became something much more iconic. And do you know what brand made that happen? What? In 1984? No. Budweiser. Apple. Ooh, okay. Yep. The ad was called 1984 and it aired at the Super Bowl in 1984. Okay. And here's the ad by Apple, and I guarantee you've seen it before, Alexis. The day we celebrate the first. Glorious anniversary of the information purification directives we have created for the first time in all
1: history a garden of pure ideology. On January 24th, Apple Computer will introduce Macintosh, and you'll see why 1984 won't be
0: like 1984. What do you think? Um. That's pretty crazy. Well, the ad was created by Shia Day, and it incorporated elements inspired by the novel 1984, and it features a woman wearing a tracksuit, who Alexis asked me if it was Tanya Harding. It is not Tanya Harding. (laughs) And her white shirt is branded with the image of the Macintosh, and she, like, springs into a large auditorium and hurls a hammer into a screen that looks like it's displaying, like, Oz. Like, this big voice and head just booming and speaking to— That was like a sledgehammer. Yeah, and she was speaking to, like— or the voice was speaking to an audience that, like, looked like they were robotic, like, cult-like. Just, like, staring straight ahead mesmerized. And in the end, the screen shatters, and this voice comes on and introduces the new Macintosh. And, like, that it's going to be the biggest thing to happen in 1984. And the ad received so much attention, like, it crazy attention, and it really helped position Macintosh as a key, like, leader in the new personal computer space at the time. Like, if you remember, no one had computers at that time. Yeah, that's crazy. And we got our first computer in, like, 1992. I mean, I was born in 82, so I do not remember any of that. I remember having that box Macintosh. Yeah, same. And that is still considered one of the best Super Bowl ads of all time. What? Because it's not that impressive to us because we've seen so many crazier things. Like, it just, it's odd. But, like, it was revolutionary. And that is the ad that made these brands be like, we need to step it up for this game. Like, like we for need the to exposure something crazy. during yeah. this game. And suddenly, like, the ads started becoming more, like, movie style like quality they like they all had storylines and they were filmed differently and we started seeing just like a whole new level of advertising simply because of that ad so like compared to the ads of today that ad is not interesting right i was like what is this i know but again like nothing had been like it at all do you like remember your favorite super bowl ad of all time you know let me think my favorite one. I don't remember a favorite. The only one I remember that stands out in my head from like when I was younger, I couldn't even place the year, is that Budweiser frog ad. Like Bud. Like why, why? I would, that, that? Before you even said that, that's so crazy. And like, like, I didn't drink. I mean, I was young when that came out. What year was that? I don't have to Google it. But like. I was like a teenager. Yeah. I remember Bud. Wiser. Yeah. Yeah. And And I I feel like after that one, Budweiser could not do anything like to match it until they killed the frogs. (laughs) That (laughs) was a funny ad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, there have been some amazing ads since that. And also every year, there's some pretty brutal ones. And I'm always like, God, these companies who spend millions of dollars and this is the ad they put out. Like, but we have so much fun talking about it. Like, you sit on Twitter. On Super Bowl night, if you're a marketer or like you're interested at all in like marketing and there's just so much conversation about the good ones, the bad ones. Like we all have a perspective and we care so much. I feel like Doritos did a really good one when they did like self. They like submit your own. That was submit Cheetos, your own, thought, wasn't it? No, they did a Doritos one oh, too that was really funny. Yeah, Totally. I feel like we could do probably a whole podcast around just Super Bowl advertising, like a legit separate podcast. Oh my God. Because there's so many topics to cover. I was like, we have to cover something leading up to Super Bowl this year. And then I want to do one right after that we release quick where we, maybe you and I can both talk about our favorite love of this game coming up. But today I'm going to do a little roundup of some of the most unique brand activations or stunts around the Super Bowl. So like not necessarily a commercial. It could tie into a commercial, but like how else did brands activate? Okay. Okay. So sometimes like even if a brand can afford like that 30 second multi-million dollar spend, they still like need something more to step it up. You know? Yeah. And so I love these examples. They're just inspiring and unique. Well I like, didn't you talk about one with Tostitos, where they did the like offline activation with the breathalyzer. There's so many that we've like already. You, about. I feel like you we have talked to about do that. Something like that. We talked about in the Snickers episode about the live commercial they did, which was so hilarious, so crazy. And there's another one we talked about too. I can't remember now, but I mean, any big brand has done something cool at the Super Bowl. You know? Yeah. It's just a thing. Okay, so I'm excited. So let's dive in. The first brand I'm talking about is one that I had never heard of before. Okay. So in 2008, a brand named Weatherproof Garment Co. Have you heard of them? No. They decided they wanted to try its hand at advertising in the Super Bowl. Okay. But they couldn't afford the whole 30-second spot. So they did 15? Well, they don't really let you. Okay. At the time, that 30-second spot was only $3 bucks. <laughs> only. <laughs> it's crazy how expensive that is. And in 08, we were also in the midst of... The Great Recession, Recession. you know, so a lot of brands probably couldn't really afford to spend that money. So Weatherproof decided it was going to buy one single 30-second spot, but it was going to divvy it up between a bunch of other, like nine other corporate brands. So each company would chip in about $300,000 for just three seconds of airtime each. What? That was their plan. Okay, okay. The apparel brand actually paid $3,000 to run an ad in the Wall Street Journal looking for potential partners after it sent out the same offer to about 100 companies without finding any takers. Like, it took out an ad saying... But they already bought the spot? No, they didn't buy the spot yet. Okay. Yeah. They couldn't afford it. They needed, like, like, other people to chip in. So prior to this, actually, the brand first said it planned on securing a two-second Super Bowl spot. But it retracted that statement when the Super Bowl people were like, no, you cannot buy a two-second spot. Like, you get 30 seconds. Like, that's it. That's it. I don't even know if they let you buy 15. I didn't check. Do you think they do? I don't know. I feel like they wouldn't because they can just sell 30s and 60s all day. Yeah, I don't think. But they, unfortunately, were not able to buy a spot and split it up. Like, no takers. And I don't think that the Super Bowl was even going to let them anyways. But the publicity they got out of the attempt was well worth it. Like just the idea that they check out a New York Times ad and then they put out a press release saying, we're going to buy a spot and we're going to share it and we're all going to maximize our three seconds. People were like, what? Why would you even maximize? Like what would you do like a production crew for three seconds? Like you, what could you even say? Nothing. You'd have to put your logo. That's it's it. like one, two, two three. three. That's it. <laughs> So despite all that, they got so much media attention. It was well worth it. So I was, uh, you know, impressed that a no-name brand was able to get that much brand attention. The second one is GoDaddy. We all know GoDaddy. GoDaddy. Oh my God, they've had some pretty good ones. They've had some crazy ones. They always pull major Super Bowl shenanigans. It is like just in their DNA. But this one is pretty creative. So in 2014... GoDaddy teased its ad leading up to the big game. And that's a pretty normal practice these days. Because not only does it drum up a ton of attention, but like if you're going to spend that kind of money for 30 seconds, like why not maximize the hell out of it? Like before, during, and after. So it said that in its ad this year, a real person would use one of the brand's coveted 30-second spots to quit her job. Oh my god. So her identity was to remain a mystery until the actual game. GoDaddy released a teaser video featuring actor John Turturro walking into a home as he tells how someone is prepared to pursue her dream. And there were, like, no clues about who this woman was or what her job was except her gender. Okay. And all we knew was that she's a real person with a real dream of starting her very own business, and that's why she was going to quit her job on television, in front of a hundred million people. Okay? okay. So GoDaddy confirmed that this stunt was much more than a stunt, and that after this commercial aired, a formal resignation letter would be delivered, and she would be giving her two weeks notice. Can you imagine, if you were for the one employer, second, if one of our employees used a Super Bowl commercial to say, Alexis and Melissa, I quit. out my god. Andrew, don't get any ideas. Oh my god. I would. Good thing Andrew doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Okay. The world was shocked and couldn't wait to see the actual ad. And here it is, Alexis. Are you ready? God.
1: Let's talk about dreams and the people who choose to pursue them. Like Gwen, a machine engineer from New York. She's a real person. With a real dream of starting her very own business. And she's got a message for her boss, Ted, who's watching the game right now. Hi, Ted. I quit. She just quit her job. Yep. In front of 100 million people. Ciao, baby. Build your dream online at GoDaddy.
0: What do you think? That's crazy. So this woman, Gwen, she's a machine engineer from Yonkers, New York. And she had worked for a large refrigeration machinery company for 18 years. And she said she loved her job and that her boss was, like, super cool. His name was Ted. But she decided to resign publicly after setting up her own puppet making and performance company. Oh, my God. That's why she was, like, had a puppet? It was called Puppets by Gwen. And that was her passion. And it had been a side gig for her, like, for a while. And then when she saw GoDaddy's call searching for someone to quit their job, she realized now was the time. Gwen was actually narrowed down from a list of 100 people who wanted to quit their jobs on national television after GoDaddy put out that blind ad calling for participants. Oh my god. And ad agency Deutsch New York produced the spot. And many critics praised GoDaddy for finally growing up because this spot was, like, such a departure from their normal, like, potty humor. I mean, think about all the ads before. That supermodel, like, making out with that nerd and that, like, gross kiss. Danica Patrick and all those, like, sexy stuff. No. Like, this was different. And it really felt like it was a new GoDaddy. And the concept works. Because GoDaddy sells domains and website builder. So, like, someone starting out their a new career, an entrepreneur, like, would need GoDaddy. So I thought the connection was awesome. I love the concept. I know. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, a puppet company is kind of odd, but... I mean, that was a little odd. I'm assuming she made pretty good money as a machine engineer. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know how she replaced that income, but good for her. Good job, She made a shitload of puppets. She made a shitload of puppets. Okay. The next one. Alexis, did you know that Skittles is the official candy of the NFL? No. Did you know the NFL had an official candy? I didn't. Now you do. Taste the rainbow. Hey, you know what? What? I'm not going to lie. Since I haven't been drinking, I am like fiending for candy. And after this, we're going to do a warhead challenge. We've been doing them in our house like every day. And I've had candy every day. Wait, have you had one of, I'm just on a sweet kick right now. I have a sweet tooth. I'm obsessed. I have a problem. And also I love to bake. Have you tried any of the wild rye cakes yet? Oh my God. You know what? I'm so pissed at myself. Why? I made one on New Year's. It was phenomenal. I did the pink velvet with the vanilla icing. And I went out of my way to buy, we went to three different places to buy gold, silver, and black sprinkles. And it was beautiful. And I didn't take a picture. Oh, dude. Okay. Before we. For those of you who don't know, one of our good friends started a company called Wild Rye Baking. It is like the most amazing cake mixes. And frosting mixes that you've ever had. And there's like gluten-free, vegan, and just like original and options. this Ugh. is Alexis talking. I did not fuck it up. She cannot bake worth shit. And it was so pretty. My it, like case. you can't fuck it up. I did a double layer. I was so proud of myself. And she's a like legit trained pastry chef. And I know cake mix and boxes. Guys, I'm an actual baker. I don't use boxed anything. These are so money. And even if you're not a baker, you cannot mess it up and it will taste amazing. So... Actually, she gave us a code. Let me pull it up real quick. Okay, go to wildrybaking.com and use the code stick? all one word, when you check out, and you will get 15% off. So it's wildrybaking.com. The code is stick when you check out, 15%. Take a photo of your cake. Tell us how much you love it. I'm obsessed. My husband does not even like cakes. Like, he keeps requesting me to make more. That's um, how much he loves it. And can I just say that you can get it for all you Arcadia people who don't want to leave your bubble at the Arcadia Butcher. They're like fully stocked there. I know, but you can't get the 15% off there. Uh, well, come on. Support local. Even buy online. Yes, but, you know, if you happen to be trying to go to hot yoga and then you're hungry after <laughs> and you look in the butcher and you buy some I cake mean, mix. They're fucking good. Okay, my cousin made the matcha one. She said it was amazing. It's matcha frosting. Which cake did she use? Probably Vanilla. Vanilla. I think the vanilla and the matcha go really good together, the green tea matcha. Okay, enough about cake, back to Skittles. So, yes, Skittles is the official candy of the NFL. Skittles advertised in the Super Bowl for years, and they still do. Like, you've seen all the taste the rainbow commercials, right? Yeah. But in 2018, the brand produced a whole Super Bowl advertisement, but it chose not to run the ad in the big game, Alexis. Do you know where it chose to run the ad? Where? It chose to show the ad to one person in the entire country of the United States of America. It produced a whole Super Bowl advertisement, and it chose one person to show it to. Oh my god. This was billed as the first ultra-exclusive Super Bowl commercial ever. So yes, one person in the entire country was going to see this ad, Alexis, one person. And Skittle spent a lot of money to produce it because they also boasted that there was a celebrity in the ads that they produced. So the one person they were showing it to was a kid named Marcos Menendez, and he was a teenager from Los Angeles.
1: We are back with the latest twists in Super Bowl ads as we count down to the big game. Companies are looking for ways to stand out. So we have an exclusive look at the new campaign for Skittles, TJ here with that gonna make an ad for one person? One person, now imagine that marketing meeting. Guy walks into his boss and says, hear me out, uh, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna make a Super Bowl ad, but we don't want the 100 million people watching the game to see it, we're gonna show it to one random kid in California. Now, I'm not sure how that idea was greeted at the time, but right now, it is brilliant. <laughs> there you go. Skittles is hey, going for here. the Super Bowl-sized attention, but without the Super Bowl-sized price of a commercial. This year, Skittles will be making a Super Bowl ad. And only showing it to one person. Yep, Skittles is creating a 60-second commercial for the Super Bowl, but the ad won't air during the game itself on February 4th. But it'll be played for an audience of one. This guy. Why would you make an ad and only show it to one single person? A teenager from California named Marcos Menendez. The candy company found the 17-year-old after conducting a search for the ultimate fan.
0: Who is he? Yeah, I, just a random kid from California, you know? And so the gimmick was promoted with multiple teaser videos, but no actual TV buy. And Menendez, who was 17 at the time of the stunt, was chosen because he was a real Skittles fan. Like, just your average, everyday kid who loved the fuck out of Skittles. Oh, my God. (laughs) He was shown the secret commercial during the Super Bowl when it actually was happening, and his reaction was aired live during an 18-minute broadcast on Facebook. And Skittles also released a final, like, documentary-style look at the program without ever showing the actual ad. The concept was produced by DDB, And they're the ones who've always handled, like, Skittles Super Bowl ads in the past. And it released four teasers showing parts of the commercial, but like I said, never showing the full ad. And we finally find out in some of the teasers that the celebrity is David Schwimmer, like, from Friends. Oh my god. And the plot involves Schwimmer wandering around and shooting people with some kind of laser from his mouth. And anyone who's hit by the laser turns into Skittles. They even personalized it in a really fun way for Menendez. They shot a portion of the ad at his house. Like in his house. And his mom even appears in the ad. She showed up in a scene on a bus where she was, like in Menendez's words, mad dogging swimmer." Like what does mad dogging mean? Oh my god. What does it mean? It means like making a mean face. (laughs) Like, like this. I mean, I can't make it better. That's what it means, really? Mm -hmm. Like, you're being (laughs) mad-dogged. I call my daughter mad-dog. Her name's Madison. Anyways, so Schwimmer, like, quickly shoots the mom with the laser, and the mom turns into Skittles in the ad, apparently. Oh, my God. Which is so crazy. But there was some debate in the marketing and advertising world, like, if this really was successful, because the Facebook Live, like, on Super Bowl night only got about 43,000 views, but... They literally, Alexis, had so much press. Like, it was everywhere. That first clip I showed you was from Good Morning America, and that clip's like two minutes long. And it was every news outlet was talking about the fact that Skittles produced this high-quality ad, and only one person in the entire United States was going to see it. How random. How did that get pitched to, like, the execs? I mean, it's brilliant and so insanely risky, But in the end, Menendez gushed about the quality of the spot. He deemed it to be one of the best commercials he had ever seen in his entire life. And as far as I can tell, it has still never been seen by anyone else except for him. Oh my God. Crazy, right? That's crazy. I know. So now we're going to stick with that same theme. Like the theme of not really producing a commercial. Can I ask you a question real quick? Yes. Do you think it had the same impact as if it were a commercial? Cause like who are the audience that's like seeing the news? That's what I want to ask. Okay, but remember, Alexis, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this: when a story runs in the news, it is not about the moment the person's watching GMA or Fox News. That story. This is 2018 when this happened, right? Wait, what year was this? Let me look. Yeah, you said 18. It was Seahawks Patriots. Okay, so it's on social media. All the news outlets. Like, where do you get your news from? Do you actually watch the news? Never. Social media. So yes, everyone does see it. And I guess, who is the target audience for Skittles? Everyone. Uh, everyone. Like, who doesn't fucking love? Skittles? If you don't like Skittles, I'm sorry. I only like sour uh, Skittles. What? I mean, I like regular Skittles, but I prefer sour. I like sour Skittles, but I do not. But your tongue is raw. Discriminate after. when it comes to Skittles. Like, they're so good. I mean, they're so good. Like that, actually, hands down, might be the best candy in the world. Yeah. Anyways, just saying. I okay. don't know. Milk duds are pretty up Ooh, there. Those are, we both like chewy candy. I know. Those rip out your teeth. Oh, they do. I like sugar babies too. Oh, me too. You know what candy I used to like that I don't like anymore that what? much? Rolos. I used to fucking eat the shit out of Rolos. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how I'm not like five hundy because but, I love myself some Rolos. But we got them for Christmas this year and like I had them throughout the whole season. I still have a bag in my house. Where do you even get Rolos anymore? Anywhere that you buy candy? No, I haven't seen Rolos, dude. You're not looking because they're literally there. Gas station? Yes, but like I bought a bag at like Target, but like the gas station has a pack. I've never seen a bag of Rolos. I thought they do. You go to Target? Like, who are you? I mean, I don't go in the candy bag section. Well, that's your (laughs) first problem. I don't like, you're asking a question as if, like, you strolled on the I aisle every day. I go in the salsa <laughs> aisle. Hello. Okay, anyways. Now we're moving on from candy to beer. Okay? Much better. So, again, we're sticking to the theme, like I started saying, of not producing a commercial as a stunt. And this one is for Newcastle's Brown Ale. Do you drink that beer? No, I do not drink any brown <laughs> alcohol. Oh, actually, I do. I drink bourbon Like if I have an old fashioned, but brown ale sounds disgusting. Tequila's brown. Like a good extra anejo i I'm like, don't drink a lot of tequila, remember? You're crazy. It's my favorite thing. Okay, I had a bad sitch. Okay, well. (laughs) The year was 2014, and this campaign stars one of my favorite actresses, Anna Kendrick. I love her. She is so freaking hilarious. From Pitch Perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, she's just the cup song, like, she's a comedian. Actually, since you looked at me blankly like you didn't know who the hell she was, <laughs> I'm assuming you did not read I was her. like, I was trying to give you like the eye hint. Like, give me the hint. You <laughs> gave me the hint. I saw it loud and clear. But she wrote a book called Scrappy Little Nobody. It is so good. You have to read it. But oh if you don't God. really like her that much, you probably No, don't. I like her. Okay. I think that's funny. Well, Newcastle Brown Ale did not buy airtime for the 2014 Super Bowl. Okay. Instead... It hired Anna Kendrick to do a hilarious and silly campaign about how it almost bought airtime. Oh my in the god! Vacant. So let me show you this little video that they released, where Anna talks about how pumped she was when she got the call from Newcastle to film the spot for a big paycheck, and then just days prior to shooting the ad, they informed her. Did that you they- say shitting the ad? <laughs> <laughs> Are we like broken today? <laughs> I think I said shooting. I think you said shooting the ad. I mean, it was like really fast, but that's okay. what I heard. Well, I meant to shooting. say <laughs> shooting the ad. They informed her that they did not actually have the money for the spot.
2: Um, I was really excited to make a commercial with Newcastle, but then it turns out they don't even have the money or permission to make a commercial. They can't even say the word. It's believed. I don't even think they can say, like, game, s- game, I don't think you can mention football, like, in any capacity. How the f- are you gonna make a s- commercial without saying the words? I was surprised that I even got offered the part, you know? Because I don't think of myself as, like, beer commercial, babe, hot, you know? I mean, I'm hot, but, like, Like approachable hot. Like the hottest girl in your improv class hot. Like hot to the kind of guys who like feel bad calling a girl hot. But like beer commercial hot. Am I beer commercial hot? No. But I love a challenge. Cause I've done like indies and blockbusters, you know, kind of well-rounded. I mean basically the only thing I haven't done is a nude scene and get paid a shit ton of money to be in a commercial for a beer I don't even drink, so. This gave me the opportunity to basically do both of those things. <laughs> yeah, we were like days away from shooting and then they called and told me they didn't have any money. It's disappointing, you know, because um, I was really looking forward to the paycheck. <laughs> so I'm like back to doing indie cred stuff, which is great, but can't stuff indie cred down a male stripper's g-string, you know what I'm saying? I'll just give you an endorsement right now. Hi, um, Newcastle Brown Ale, the only beer that ever promised me a high paying role in a commercial and then backed out at the last second like a bunch of Suck it, suck it.
0: What do you think? Oh, my God. I <laughs> love that. I just. She is hilarious. She is and so And she funny. nailed that. Like, she, she was totally so done. serious. She was so serious. Like, it doesn't. It just looks, like, totally real. It looks real. like she's legit in, like, a dressing room, getting her hair done, and just, like, talking all the shit about Newcastle. I or know. Newcastle? I love how she's just, like, am I, like, beer commercial hot? Like, like I'm not. I mean, I, I'm hot, but like, but, like. I'm, like, the hottest girl in your, like, improv bus. Hot. Not, like. Beer commercial hot. So funny. But with a media budget for the whole year that equaled only $2 million, there was no way they could afford the $4 million like 30-second spot at that time. So they actually never intended to, clearly. They always intended to create a viral video about the story of them thinking about making the ad. The video was actually posted on the URL ifwemadeit.com, which... Obviously, like, don't go to now because they sold it to someone else and it's, like, spammy looking now. But what a cool idea. Like, (laughs) ifwemadeit.com. Oh, my God. And that's where the ad was. And I love how they just, like, dropped the six-pack in at the end. I know. So the idea was born when the brand director of Newcastle at the time, his name was Quinn Kilbury, he tasked his agency, Drog A5, with making Newcastle the most talked about brand in the Super Bowl without actually being in the Super Bowl. That's a good challenge. Can you imagine a client coming to us and being like, I want you to make me the most talked about brand, but we're not actually buying the commercial. Like that's a scary task, but it worked. I mean, they crushed it. And this campaign racked up about 10 million video views across 15 pieces of content. Oh my God. Smart. I thought you were going to say like he was in love with her. So he like tasked them to try to get her. That would have been funny. No, they actually said they came up with a list of like Ten or 15 potential people they wanted to play like that role and a lot of them were like actual beer commercial hot girls and like they just loved how like I think it's funny was, at like, the end how she way. was like you know I'm cool doing indie films but like you can't shove indie film money down a stripper's j string <laughs> <No. laughs> Indie film cred. Oh film cred. <laughs> so funny. Okay the next one Alexis. Have you heard of a website called goldenpalace.com? Is it a Chinese food restaurant? It is not. It sounds like it might be. But it is an online gambling site that is known for their crazy stunts and antics. Okay. Okay. In fact, we might need to do a whole episode about it okay. in the future. It's I read some crazy shit. Okay. But for now, we'll talk about their Super Bowl craziness. So in 2004, GoldenPalace.com hired world-renowned British streaker mark roberts so first of all just say those words again ready
2: world World renowned renowned british British streaker
0: like there is a guy (laughs) who is known as the most famous streaker that's his that's like do you set out to do that or you just do it so much that you're famous like i wonder if that's like a goal in life to be a famous streaker I mean, or what? he's like, he has famous body parts. Like, how do you become that? I just need to know. <laughs> this is... Not your- like I want to do it. I just <laughs> want to know. I feel you, like you girl- got nervous. Like, oh shit, I who- can't do this. <laughs> the girl who can't even say vagina without like cracking up. You think I think you're going to streak? Hell <laughs> no. no. But... I mean, no. I'm fine being naked. I just don't like saying the word vagina. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think because also, if you remember a long time ago, remember that movie Kindergarten Cop? Yes. I just like... Girls have vaginas and boys have penises. I feel like that was like ingrained in my head. I'm like, I just don't we need a new word. Like Yoni. <laughs> no. <laughs> if we could never think about Yoni's again or Yoni printing or any of that, no. So this Mark Roberts dude is recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's most prolific streaker. Like he has set out to do this as a career. Hmm. Interesting, right? So how does this tie back to Golden Palace? What is prolific? mean like he speak like what does he do when he's streaking is he like reciting poems that's a very interesting word to describe a streaker it is like I would have never thought like that's actually what they say or did you make that shit up no they said that I copied that oh my god I know they call him the world's most prolific streaker but goldenpalace.com hired said world-renowned prolific streaker To first, to tattoo his body with goldenpalace.com and then to streak... Like real tattoos? No. Okay. Fake tattoos. And then to streak through the Super Bowl in 2004. He was hired to do this job. Would you take that job? (laughs) No. I would love to be there. (laughs) Oh my God. Did it happen? It happened. This was actually the... Did he get arrested? He did. This, you're like killing my vibe. This was actually the infamous streaker's first successful North American streak. (laughs) Like, he had successfully streaked through Europe, maybe South America, maybe Antarctica. I don't know all the continents that he streaked. But this was his first North American successful streaking endeavor. Okay? He... (laughs) had the internet address goldenpalace.com as a henna tattoo on his bare chest and his back. And he got into the game because goldenpalace.com paid him a million dollars, gave him front row 50-yard line tickets, and I'll tell you the third thing they gave him at the end, okay? Bail money. (laughs) So he was wearing a ref uniform. But it wasn't like an average ref uniform. Think of a ref uniform that you might see if you hired a stripper to show up at your house as a referee. Was this like, guy hot? A tear-off ref uniform. <laughs> like it is a rip it off and all your clothes come off. And I don't know if he was hot. I have a feeling he was not hot, but let's pull up a picture in a minute. Okay. So, tear-away ref uniform. I mean, so, if you're a prolific okay, streaker, fuck, we Alexis, see the picture. let's Google it. Hang on one second. Wait, wait, let me see that. Oh my God, Melissa! What, <laughs> Alexis? I cannot believe you just made me Google that. Look at this picture. <laughs> Wait, let me see. I can't <laughs> let see closer. Well, this is what I said. I was like, Melissa, we paused it, and I said, Melissa, I mean, if he's the most prolific Strieker, streaker, he's got to have a big wiener or something. <laughs> and he, he doesn't. does not. <laughs> like there is a picture on Wikipedia for Mark Roberts that shows him in his full endowment oh my god he's so happy (laughs) and in more than one way (laughs) and he doesn't have like a great body either he has a dad bod oh my god like his poor parents do you think this has been a little bit traumatizing a thing he's so happy and then you just look down and it's like (laughs) oh my god i would say it's not prolific what about you No, I was expecting a lot more in multiple ways for that prolific (laughs) statement. Anyways, tear off ref uniform. Okay. Say, second half starts. The stadium is ready for a great game. They want a lot of action. And they were not prepared for the action that was about (laughs) to hit the field because Mark stood up. He started running towards the field. He ripped off the ref uniform and he ran for a good half a minute dancing and jigging and swinging his thing. That thing. But apparently he had like a football covering his junk. Like, good, so okay. I don't think that. Because he could have got, like, like, got like pretty bad. Like, couldn't he get like public? I'm pretty sure he or still got that. okay. <laughs> or, but he finally, after 30 seconds of happy dancing on the field naked, he was hauled away by security, but the world saw the tattoo. And guess what? GoldenPalace.com traffic went up 4X. <laughs> okay, let me just tell you. He probably had to sign something that he couldn't say he was paid by them. No, to do he it. did say he was paid by them. But this little stunt worked, and they did pay him a million bucks, gave him the tickets, and they promised him the best criminal defense attorney who actually was able to get his charge reduced to a $1,000 fine. Oh, my God. So, like, I'm sure if you're the world's most prolific streaker. You already have a lot of, like, sexual whatever charges against you. You know what you're getting into. Like, you yeah. can't just rip, like, whip that rip. You can't just whip that out. Like, in He ex- does whip that out. He does. And it's not much to whip, whip out. out. But good for you, Mark Roberts. That, we can put that on Instagram with, like, a little golden palace icon on it to cover it up. Yes. We do not want to share that. You guys can do your own Googling of Mark Roberts Wiener. And it's not that exciting, so don't Google it. Poor guy. Are any wieners that exciting? Like No, no, no. no. (laughs) They are not exciting. Actually, they're all not exciting, but I mean, I was just saying I was expecting (laughs) a little bit more excitement (laughs) from this picture. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Anyways, let's move on because That just, that was a lot. (laughs) Okay. now that's a visual that it's like not going to go out of my head for a long time. In 2016, Doritos had a big goal, which they called the Bold 50. It was a year-long marketing initiative to invite everyday fans of the brand to set or break 50 world records. Like that's your dream. You want to break every Guinness Book of World Records. I literally secretly think about that all the time. Like, You could be the most prolific streaker if you want to. You could take the title. No, I'm not You're way hotter than Mark Roberts. (laughs) Thanks. Like, please, let someone hot run around naked. No, thank you. Well, if you're not going to do that, that's okay. I forgive you. But Doritos, like, they were all for just this year-long endeavor to just do 50 crazy stunts. And they wanted to kick off the first stunt at the Super Bowl. Okay. What better way? So in Santa Clara, California, near Levi's Stadium on Super Bowl Sunday in 2016, you might have seen Alexis a massive crane dangling. What looked I can't say the word dangling anymore. I literally <laughs> That thing just, wasn't dangling. I said it, dangling. Was, it was not dangling. It <laughs> and, was not dangling. And I, and I literally saw Mark <laughs> Roberts wiener in my head. I, like that word is just not working. Okay. It was not dangling. You're right. Okay, anyways. Uh, the crane was dangling and it looked <laughs> like it was like carrying this long dinner table high in the sky. Like a massive crane. Oh my God. I remember this commercial. You do? It wasn't a commercial. It was a stunt. Okay. But you remember it because you saw it. I thought they video, they did a. They did a video, but I don't think it was a commercial. Maybe it was. Yeah. In the game. Okay. So it was in fact a very large dinner table and it was in fact very high in the sky. It was complete with 22 guests. Or, I didn't know it was re- this was real. Yeah, it was actually twenty-two volunteers strapped into padded seats, like a roller coaster ride. It looks like I remember, and they clearly. were eating a gourmet dinner prepared by celebrity chef Matthew O'Neill. And these lucky diners were enjoying that gourmet meal fourteen stories or one hundred and thirty-seven feet off the ground. I remember, right next to yes. the stadium, and they were kind of like floating. They yeah. were floating. And it was all to set a new world record for high altitude tailgating. Crazy, right? Brilliant. And one of the meals they were eating was, of course, I'm sure Doritos. The idea for this was tied back to Doritos brand pretty clearly. I mean, Doritos talks about bold flavors and like just being bold. And the idea of breaking records by doing crazy stunts just makes so much sense for the brand. So I loved that tie-in, you know? It's crazy. I remember, well, I think I just remember it because you're talking about it, but I don't remember it being tied to Doritos. Do you have the video? I do have a video. I'll show you right now.
1: I have a quick question for you guys. You feeling bold? Yes. Are you going to be bold enough to just cancel whatever plans you already have? Come with us to have a huge game day experience to help set a world record. You guys interested? are off the ground ladies and gentlemen no this oh. is for the ball,
0: dude that was freaking cool that looks so amazing i and mean i, I just want to have a party like that like suspended Ooh. in the air let's do it who can we throw what? a suspended party for i love that what if for Robins Brothers, one of the stunts we do is a suspended proposal or suspended naked streaking. They're just like running in air. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just can't get the the nakedness out of my head. Okay. Oh my god. That oh. that was really cool. I mean, how cool did they chose random people? Like, what an awesome way to watch the Super Bowl. So amazing. Well, they did have big screens, but they were next to the stadium. So, like, you're watching the video and they're seeing fireworks from the stadium, like, in the sky. And they're in the sky. Like, it is so cool. What a cool experience. I know. So, it got so much press, Alexis. Like, that stunt was talked about like crazy. Love it. Yeah. Okay. The last one. In 2015, Courtyard by Marriott launched a pretty rad campaign to watch Super Bowl 50 at A Courtyard Marriott? (laughs) No. No. That sounds like horrible. It sounds like hell, actually. Like, if you're stuck in a Courtyard Marriott watching the big game, like you're on a business trip on a Sunday. WTF. Okay. Oh, my God. But they launched this concept that you could watch the big game from a stadium suite That you slept in that night. So as the official NFL hotel sponsor, Courtyard by Marriott launched a Super Bowl sleepover campaign where it created a replica of a courtyard suite inside the actual stadium where the big game was played. So cool. So cool. So fans were invited to win an in-stadium sleepover experience at the Super Bowl allowing fans the chance to wake up in the stadium on Super Bowl Sunday. Like, for the ultimate football fan, like, oh my god, so cool. So cool. The winners were treated to an all-expenses-paid VIP weekend with NFL player surprises, exclusive hospitality, and stadium access, and, like, literally the luxury of waking up In a fully transformed stadium suite to a private field of view. Like, you're on the field. Like, you just open your sliding glass door. You're literally looking at the game. And you're, like, the only people there. How crazy. You are the only people there. And, like, on Sunday, you watch the game from there. Oh, so cool. So cool. So, since the first year of doing this, the brand has evolved the campaign into, like, a loyalty program. And Marriott allows frequent guests to cash in rewards for these once-in-a-lifetime experiences. And like a couple years in a row, this was one of them. Like it was a contest, but they could cash in their points to earn this amazing experience. So for the first three years of the program, the brand focused on social media contests exclusively to like pick the winners. And then starting in 2019, it focused the program around Marriott Rewards members who, again, could bid on these experiences with their points. So for the big game in 2019, Marriott Rewards member Nick Pagliari of Wisconsin cashed in a record 3.25 million points to win the package. And he woke up on game day in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Oh my God. So every year they just do this in whatever the stadium is, you know? Brilliant. So now it seems like this year they've kind of gone back to the social media contest idea. And this year participants are asked to enter by sharing a video explaining why football inspires them to travel. And they can share this video on Instagram, on TikTok, or on Twitter using the hashtag CourtyardSuperBowlContest. And... The contest already ended for this year. It ended on Halloween night. Okay. So whoever the winner is, is like going to live it up in a few weeks, which is so cool. But there's always next year. That's amazing. Right? I feel like we should do, because now they're doing it for like you and three friends. So we should do it. Yes. We should make a whole video, like an act it out and like just be the most, the most extreme. Yes. I mean, who cares that we don't care about football? No, but I don't care if I don't care about football. I want to wake up in the stadium. That would be so cool. Why not? What a fun thing. We could record this podcast from the stadium live. Live. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great idea. Our husbands would love it. They would be... Oh my god, that would be incredible. I know, and the contest generates an insane amount of press each year. I mean, I found a case study on the website for the company One Hundred and Sixty Over Ninety, which I think is like an experiential marketing company that produces this event every year okay. for Courtyard Marriott, and they said the campaign drove three hundred and twenty nine point three million media impressions. Like. In one year. Oh my God. In outlets like USA Today Sports, NFL Network, I mean Yahoo Sports, like a million outlets. And it just is, it, the video is so rad. Like their whole website has video examples of the experience you actually have. It is insanely cool. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. There are so many crazy things that brands have done. I, I could have gone on and on and on. I had to kind of cut it off. But I don't know, Lex, what do you think? I mean, I think the things we talked about today, they were pretty incredible, and I cannot wait for Super Bowl this year. I know. I'm so excited. And this year, I'm going to watch more of the game. I'm going to just, like, get cozy. Just sit down, buckle in, ready to watch the commercials. Yeah. I think last Super Bowl, I was, like, walking around. I was, like, too social. This time, I'm going to, like, you know, post up. Last Super Bowl, everyone at your party got COVID. No. Remember? Yeah. Like, four people. Oh, four. Yeah. Not really. Not and, everyone. And really I think it was because it was originated from a little girl who couldn't get tested. Oh. And everyone was hugging and kissing her. Well, COVID, everyone's gonna get COVID. So yeah. let's just get it and get it over with and move on. If you're vaccinated, it's okay.
2: You'll I mean, fine. I got
0: it unvaccinated and I was lucky nothing happened to before me. Before you got vaccinated. Yeah. Before you could. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So it's it's luck of the draw. Yeah. Well, be safe, people. And let's talk about our sources real quick. Smithsonian Magazine had a really good article about what earliest Super Bowl commercials tell us about Super Bowl. Billboard.com had a great article about Super Bowl 51 ads are going for stunts. HubSpot, one of our faves, had a really good article about best Super Bowl ads and let's see campaign live had a really good one about how brands win Super Bowl without spending silly dollars crazy I know All right well thank you thank you for listening and we hope you watch the big game and enjoy it and eat lots of good Super Bowl appetizers like seven layer dip which is my favorite and make a cake from wild rye yes or cupcakes or cupcakes. I saw the cutest cupcake. They made them look like a football. They just decorated it and shaped it like a football. And they, the middle ones were like white and all the other ones were chocolate. Loved it. I Pinterest. love it. Yum. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. Have a great Super Bowl. Have a great day. Bye.